0: Welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where
1: we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, laughter in the midst of all the white noise.
0: I'm Glenn Roy.
1: And I'm
2: Lanville.
0: We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of
2: fish tea. Bottoms, Bottoms up! up. Hi, Lanzo. How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> I'm doing good. Last
0: and, time I saw you, you was in these streets. What's good?
1: In the streets? <laughs> <You> <laughs> on
2: streets? You <laughs> was in these streets. Hosting Go. your own brunch. <laughs> oh, yes. Um,
1: so, so, th- this weekend was quite eventful. Um, I was that on the road a lot. Not in the street, just on the road. <laughs> um, so um, on Saturday, I went to Cafe Blue. Um, I think it was my first time on Cafe Blue, actually. Um, went to Port Royal, I had food at Gloria's. Then Sunday, we had a um, sheeting get together just because. Just because um, it's been a while, a um, lot with our not batch, three of them um, didn't come back. The same time um, we all would have and um, um, came back, so we they decided. And also because the, the the sermon that was held by the British High Commission, all of them didn't get to come. Um, so we just decided to have a, a little get together, especially for those who didn't get to, who are still in the UK while we were at the. Um British High Commissioner welcome back ceremony. Um it was a nice, oh and I saw Glenn and the JVN, a Javian, a Javian still so love calling me about the podcast. But while we're there, I have a look of food, and Glenn and Javian that's in a them active wear, I walk with a tea tree. Them look at them have shares in a tea tree, but I not say nothing.
0: Well, first of all, I'm actually when I actually did two no when that come in. Like when I never really did like me did say green roof day and box. I say this like green roof day. I know I look looking kinda of the spot, you know. But because with me did pass already, you know, I'm not that gross to just stop like, and say and then when we did when we did sit down, I wait look up my look and then we see like, the whole on again, but like I that't we go take the picture for the gram. So um, I say, oh them gone. Clearly, them did just uh, you know them did a wrap up on everything. You know, under the regular brunch because it was also very early. So we have early gym. I would say, and managed it at home. So we went to DJ after naturally. Um, so now I go and I say, hi, I see you in your little white, giving us brunch brunch gay realness. Come through, All right? But yeah, y'all look
2: cute. So. <laughs> like when live loving us for a bottle, that's cute. <laughs> um, oh gosh! Um, hmm. it was. I had a long week. I had a
0: long day today. It, it it's been a trip. Um, I was at this work thing for three days last week, and I'm gonna just keep it short and say the girls were fighting. But I think in the end the girls came together. But you know the girls will fight. Um, but I think in the end with this you know we're yeah. always fighting. My <laughs> love. But in the end, I feel like we live a lot forward. So I'm happy for that. Um, and we'll see what ends up coming up out of that. Uh, but yeah, well, sometimes sometimes I'll just be having like a you know, really fun day. And then by the end, like, somewhere in the midnight, I just feel drained. I think
2: I'm having one of those. So bring me up in Christ. Bring on the blessings of the lucky pork because left <laughs> I eat real life true M-
0: Listen to me. i M- tell everybody about the blessings of the lucky
2: pork <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, you. Speaking of which, well, speaking of something we didn't mention, remember the last time we had the department, we, me that we started a train with you. So, one more green roof day update.
2: What's good? How y'all doing? Green roof bay update. Yeah. Um,
1: we're doing good. Um,
2: yeah things are pretty. I guess. Um, year <laughs> tree time. The, the, what happened? No, me hear a year ball tree time. What you say?
0: Let me hear it's a year no, no,
1: no, no. I, I, I think. <laughs> I think being in the. Us being in the UK and now being back in Jamaica, it was kind of a a, like a shift because like in the UK, you don't necessarily have any worries um, apart from um, finishing school and stuff like that. It was, it was way easier, but now that we're back and um, two of us are working and stuff like that, um, I feel like we've had to kind of find what works um, for us. Um, as I always say, I always talk about people defining um, their relationship. Um, I think more and more um, as we go on, we're defining um, what works, what doesn't work. And yeah, they good. Yeah,
0: I'll not big people
1: together. I'm not nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, I don't Together, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I do not believe it because I was actually saying this to someone um that because somebody had asked because I was having a conversation about um my uh my approach to my own relationship because then somebody did a Dalton um post and and they're like oh he's fully out no I'm I mean I'm fully out he might say oh because he's your partner somebody I mean, else said say but in a minute you know if you need show sure your partner to be fully out because I like I say to people I am out, very out, but I'm private, so you're not going to know who you talk to, you're not going to know who I man, so I'm not going to have that kind of conversation with you. Um, yeah. Right, and so, you know, it was interesting to kind of hear kind of people's perception of that, and I was like, also, me, not going to put on my relationship for the girls, love them hopes and dreams for my man, Look at piece of relationship, No know, my relationship be you know what it is for me. But with that said, you know, it's nice to see y'all, you know, pushing through. Because as much as I don't I like the what I was saying, right?
2: And so, you know, me, you know, show the girls that it's possible. But anyways, so talk about today. Um,
1: so today, on we're talking about decriminalizing
2: sex work. Um, I know in Jamaica, um, We
1: have a a lot of laws that govern um, sex work and stuff like that. Um, I think when we we look at New Zealand, they have possibly, um, or what others have said, is the best model of what decriminalizing sex work um, should be. Um, there are other countries who have who fully criminalize um, sex work. There are other, other countries that partly criminalize sex work. There's the Swedish or Nordic uh, model that criminalizes the buyer of um, sex work. There's legalization of um, sex work which means that the government has a lot of control in um, the sex work industry and then there's decriminalization um, With a country like um, New New Zealand, which I've said um, before, a lot of um, people have looked at what New Zealand is doing and have said that it is possibly the best um, model or closest um, to the best model for what? For, in a sense, recognizing that one um, sex work is work for recognizing that sex workers should have um, their human rights um, recognized, um,
0: yeah. So, so why this topic though? Um, what. So but just for clarity, this is a part of our Healthy Conversations um, series that we do. And my question is why this particular topic?
1: Um, I think for a while, and especially, I think recently, um, UK, in the UK, they, they want to introduce what's called the Swedish-Nordic um, model um, of sex suit governing sex work. Um, and it's basically where they criminalize the bias of sex work, uh, which would mean that if you're criminalizing people who create in the demand, then people eventually or sex workers will not be involved in the trade, right? Um, I know in Jamaica, there's kind of a laissez-faire um, attitude or approach. Um, to sex work. So sex workers are still able to exist um, and to do their,
2: and to have a
1: livelihood. Um, but I think more and more, the conversation of how do we
2: protect sex work among to have um,
1: or to engage in sex safe, to, to be able to negotiate condom, to, to be able to choose who they um, have sex with and not, and, and not the, the environment where it exists now that you really and truly just have to go with anybody because you don't have any bargaining power based on the laws um, that kind of exist.
0: Okay. Um, well, for our local context, so just for clarity, so we don't actually criminalize the exchange of for money in the Jamaican context. So there, is, there, there, there are two major pieces of legislation that do the criminalization. We criminalize, we do partial criminalization of the activities surrounding sex work. So what is criminalized in Jamaica is the act of solicitation. So that is where you um, offer yourself as a sex worker. So you are criminalizing the sex worker doing advertising. Um, and you uh, there's also criminalization of uh, Um, living off the earnings of prostitution to use the language of the legislation and being habitually in the company of uh, a sex worker and also operating a brothel. Um, And so they have criminalized a set of activities um, also kind of luring people into sex work. But that one is more about dealing with um, the situation where you're criminalizing Uh, you're criminalizing pimps. So it's about uh, preventing people from procuring or luring people into sex work. Um, But yeah, so that's the local situation. So my question is, what do you say to someone that says, because in a way, there's a thinking that these kinds of laws that criminalize sex work are protective of women. How do you respond to um, people who, who, who... Come with that side of the argument that you're protecting women from being abused, you're protecting
2: women from being trafficked when you criminalize sex work. My internet just decided to act up.
0: <laughs> yeah, come can't say it, but no, I'll repeat the question. I was saying, what do you say? Because I was just explaining the local situation, but I was asking, what do you say to someone that says these kinds of laws actually protect women
2: from being lured into sex work, protect women from being exploited? What do you say to them? Um, I think for me, what, when, when, when we talk about sex
1: work, we make the assumption that it, that is, it, we, well we first we don't view it as work, so we made the assumption that um women who are sex workers are doing it um they're not doing it of their own um free will, right and that women who are involved in the profession don't actually enjoy it right um and I, I think if it shouldn't necessarily be stopping women from entering the profession, it, it really and truly should be, how can we make the, the how, how women operate um,
2: wherever they operate from, safe. Yeah. So they're able to, so with clients, they're able to
1: um, negotiate condoms um, and a client can come to them and be like, oh, um, I don't want you They have to kind of agree just because um, they don't really have no bargaining power. Um, so so I, I think for me, it's, it's, it's less,
2: it's, it's more of protecting women in the profession and making it safe for them to operate. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I definitely hear you on that. And I'm also thinking about the fact that so, a, a contract for sex work would be would not be enforceable within law. So, if me, say, if we agree to, um, you know, say so we're gonna have sex and i are gonna get some money from you for it, so even though that transaction itself is not criminalized, I can't enforce that. So, when I agree to get a blowjob for the $50, well, $50. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> My grief, you know, I agree. If you get a blood job, or feel like the thousand dollar, and um, you only give me seven fifty, I can't, I can't bring you to court. I can't say, well, I can't go to Consumer Affairs Commission. I can't challenge the fact that you would have robbed me two hundred fifty dollars because this agreement that we made is unenforceable. And that's also a part of the challenge. So I get what you're saying that it, uh, criminalization removes power from the people that you're suggesting that you're protecting. Um, so <clears throat> another thing we just come up on my head, though. Why is it that we we'll won't have the conversation about sex work? We, um, we, do, we don't think about it in its broader way. I feel like every time we talk about sex work, it's always, we're always thinking about women who are on the corner, which of course that may be um, because of the levels of vulnerability that they're exposed to. But we feel like the porn industry has never been
2: treated in the same way. But maybe I could be wrong. No, no, it's true. It's, it's definitely true um, because even stuff like um, only fans. I think we see it as a... a we we know it is sex work um
1: but we see it as a sized version of um sex work so uh, as i said possibly because of um what they would say is a high risk that persons who maybe operate from hotels or persons who operate from the streets um have we we don't look at trans- we don't look at transactional sex we don't look at um, only fans, we don't look at people who are in porn um, because it's seen as it's more um,
2: sanitized and you know, but is it? Can I see? Repeat? No, and if it really is, I mean, more sanitized. Because I
0: remember having that conversation once um, in law school, like when, in law faculty, and we were having a conversation like, what is the difference between allowing porn versus allowing you know, what, they, what is traditionally termed as prostitution. Because it's almost like when you are in the act of giving the person in front of you pleasure, it's a problem. But when you are engaging in sexual activity to be perceived, to be enjoyed by someone else, it, is it a distance
2: that makes it seem less, Yeah, know, but it's still like going to boom, boom, or bacteria, or wherever. Yeah, no. I know. I don't know what accounts for that. I I am I'm, I'm not yeah I'm not sure because
1: we all enjoy I mean like growing up like we used to call it blue movie a lot of us um would have whether would have would have by the, the CD CDR stream it on um the internet. Right. So it's not something that we've when when we're watching it is not an act that we frown upon. But if we go rip on road or if we go um, back road in a portmore and we see these women on the streets, we kinda turn up with nose and look at them a different way when in the porn industry is ba- is that basically is the same thing that
2: You are.
0: You know, we're just coming at differently. You know, we're just coming. Up and maybe it's the visuals of who is engaging in it, because I feel like there's there, there's a class and color dimension between the actors and actresses in, you know, porn
1: versus who's on versus the street,
0: the women on the streets. And so, yeah. um, there's the there, there's and there's also a body thing too. So you have the you have the stylized buff man. You have the you know the woman with Coca Cola bucket shape. Um, a lot of the women are, well, not all of them, but there are a lot of the women are, you know, of a certain hue and shade, depending on the kind of porn that you're watching. Um, and so there's, to me, there's, there's almost a class dimension there and I call it a racial dimension there, when, you, when, you're, when, when that's the kind of sex work that you're engaging in, vis-a-vis Roupon Road or Back Road, um, you know, Port Moore, Port Tennessee roadside. side, um, because those women don't, Typically, um, look like what you're seeing in porn, and, and I'm wondering if that's also a part of where that added policing comes from, and that um, uh, that kind of negative and that negative, the stigma comes from. Um, but then I start to think about stuff like all the things that, because of this stigma, sex workers have to do for survival, because. I, mean, I don't know if you, did. you didn't notice, but remember, like, you ever noticed, you ever seen any other video of the video them with, like, the trans women, them, who engage in sex work in Jamaica? Um, like, them, did, uh, them definitely kind of start this habit of videoing their, um, some of the customers, them. You didn't notice?
1: No, no. No. No, so, like, no,
0: it was, like, a thing, like, them, like, them video them, like, let like them come, then have sex with the sex worker, them and then them don't want to pay them. And so the girl then grabbed them phone, the girl them have a video of them, or the girl then grabbed them phone and got po- And then when them man carried them, got police. Uh, there was this one video in particular, where it's like a police did um, have him and the, 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 um, the trans sex worker in the video. And she was saying, well, I have sex, and don't want money. So here And he of course had the condom on. He still had the condom on. And while all of that was happening. And I thought, I thought about all the systems that Janet Mock described in her book, Redefining Realness, when she was doing sex work in her teens to kind of save up to do her um, to do her, her uh, gender affirmation surgery and yeah, it brought me to that point when I said, well, yeah, it will kind of force sex workers to kind of develop these clandestine methods of survival. Um, not to mention the, the levels of violence and, 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 and dangers that they're exposed to. Yes. Them. Yeah, But we force them to develop these methods, which can lead to all sorts of deadly consequences for them because we've criminalized sex workers and because they don't feel like they can't go to... Um. Uh, the police, for example, but uh, it was kind of interesting that there was a period where I noticed like one bag of different video. I know the police said me kill this video demand. The but th- there was like a bunch of videos coming out with like trans sex workers um, making sure that they
1: did' not get anybody I, I, I think my, my issue um, with with sex work and, and like other things is that we believe that if we if the laws again, it are be prohibited, then that will, in a sense, lessen the demand. Um, and there's studies that show that that is not the case. There's studies that show that for sex work, if you know that okay, you can't sell and rip on Ripon Road, then you have to find somewhere else to go, somewhere that it, it let's say, you're not safe um, in that area, right? Where that the man pull up, you can't negotiate really anything with the man. Just jumping at the vehicle and you're gone, and you do your thing and you're gone. That's I I feel like we think that okay, cool, slap a law on this, um, and then people will stop doing it. And, and I think with even the the Swedish model, um, where they're saying all right, cool, let's criminalize persons who are actually um paying for the service. It doesn't stop, Um, it it doesn't stop, the the demand and supply does not stop. It just means that people move to different, whether it's underground or other ways, people find different ways of providing the same service.
0: And I think what it also does is is it ignores the context in which people end up in sex work in the first place. Um, Because, I mean, I'm going to say this very carefully, because there are all sorts of reasons why people end up engaging in sex work. And I say this with the full knowledge of having had a partner who engaged in sex work while I was in the UK. Um, and I feel like, one, depending on your context, it may be way more lucrative. Uh, and I've actually heard this in the Jamaican context as well, that sex, worker, sex workers will say, well, me now going to stop me by sex work because minimum wage in Jamaica don't make sense. And so if I had to stop doing my sex work with me making a one night,
2: mm-hmm. I'm not
0: going to make um, a work minimum wage and so I'm not going to do that, right? So that's one part of the equation. Like um, the socioeconomic conditions don't necessarily ne- support, support people wanting to engage in uh, the formal economy in a kind of way. But then it's also, if we look at an inequitable education system, if we look at, um, some of the challenges that women face. Um, and if we look at the fact that not every woman is like, because of the inequitable education system there, and of course I'm talking about women, but women aren't the only person engaged in sex work, but predominantly, um, there's a higher representation of women in sex work. Um, and because of those limitations within the system, um, they end up in sex work because, you know, they weren't necessarily given
2: The same amount of opportunities as others. Um, And with that being the case, we want to criminalize
0: them without actually addressing um, access to social services, addressing access to education, addressing um, what kind of programs and interventions do you develop that even if somebody engages in sex work for a period, you can start to transition them out because. I mean, I remember my partner saying that sex work is not something that you, you, well, you do for the rest of your life. You know, sex work is something that you do up to a point because, um, you know, maybe you have a goal that you want to reach. Maybe you want to send your kids to school. Maybe you want to send yourself to school. Um, and you do sex work for a period, but you also recognize that, that within that context, the younger girls tend to do better. The younger sex workers tend to do better. Um, for all sorts of reasons. Um, I mean, like it, there are certain jobs, like certain service jobs where, you know, younger, more more conventionally beautiful people do better. And so, um, yeah, try and get out of it. And then a part of the conversation is what kind of support system is there for somebody who has engaged in sex work. The system don't put them in a situation where they say, all right, who's the good, who's the good, who's the fresh, I going to sell it on so I can get from it, right? How do you support a person <laughs> in that context to then say, all right, I'm making enough money. Um, let me use this money to start a business. Let me use this money to invest or whatever. However, however well she's able to do all of this. I think outside of looking at sex workers as a potential vector for like HIV, I don't know if we've done... Uh, and maybe I just I'm unaware. I don't know how much work we've done with sex workers um, to address their broader needs, their educational needs, their employment needs. Um, uh, what, what does it mean for you to um, look for a job after having done sex work? Um, is, you know, previous job status discrimination, something that we've even considered within our context, you know? So may I look for, you? so I've done I did sex work when I was, you know, 18 to 21. Um, and in that time I sent myself to school, maybe I forgot to get a student loan and then I'm, I'm focused on somebody, right? And now I'm looking for a job. I'm qualified. Um, I was able to do a couple of internships and they never catch me, but now I'm in front of you and you're telling me because you're a sex worker or we used to be a sex worker, I can't employ you. Um, and what kind of policies and frameworks do we have in place? And I think that's also a part of the conversation that
1: is. Made. Yeah. And, and and just going back to, to what you said, I remember um listening to this TED talk, um, this lady from I think East London, and she was saying that she was saying um the same thing about working gainful, well, what society would, would consider gainful employment, but then she saw sex work as more lucrative and she decided to engage in it. Um, but she also yeah. mentioned that I when, you, when you talk about transitioning out of um, sex work, the fact that for some individuals, they are slapped with criminal charges, and we kind of know how it's not easy for persons with criminal charges to kind of secure gainful um, employment just because um, they have um, a record. So even if you want to um, engage in it, right? transitioning out is kind of hard because you have all these um, criminal offenses um, against you. And as you also said, like there's nobody who is going to sit in front of an employer to be like, okay, my previous, your previous, um, nobody's going to speak about sex work being their previous um, form of um, employment, um, really.
0: Right. So, right. So even then, so, and then also when we, because there are all sorts of other things that come into play now. Can you start me up now? Can I think about what it means as we develop systems of um, know, your, know, your, know your client, the KYC forms, and we talk about stuff like um, providing um, support to sex, um, providing yeah, for ads, your employment letter and stuff like that. You need to be formally banked. What does it mean for a sex worker now to want to engage in the formal economy when you've criminalized her activity, you've criminalized living off the earnings of prostitution. POCA um, technically makes the proceeds of sex worker proceeds of a crime technically, I mean, in a kind of a gray era since sex work, in and of itself is not criminalized, even though the contract is illegal and unenforceable.
2: Um, And so the question is, within that context, um, how do you support a person
0: to turn over those funds and make it into something else so that they can have um, a meaningful existence post a a, a three to five year stint doing sex work in whatever form? You know? Um, And then I remember seeing a video online uh, somebody's talking about like her OnlyFans experience. And so the notion that, oh, you being on OnlyFans is this great thing because I feel like, no, there's this way of saying, oh, I did OnlyFans and now I'm I'm rich. No, I bought my apartment and there's this whole trend. No, and the person was like, well, maybe you're a, you're a sex worker. So people, you're heavily taxed, they're heavily discriminated against. Um, trying to go back into the like traditional jobs after that is, is increasingly difficult. Because of the discrimination that a lot of people experience um, after having done OnlyFans, because to make money on a platform like OnlyFans, you're gonna have to bust it wide well and spread it low, right? People think, say, oh, just... for some people, of course, maybe you can just take pictures of your foot and it will work out them way there. But for others, you have to bust it wide well, and spread it low. And then because of our attitudes to sex, um, how do you then? traverse the rest of the world after um people think say because must say open io one well, one time that means say your value as a human being is diminished your capacity as somebody who you know can be can contribute to my company can contribute to my um the space that I'm working in is diminished because people say they are all of them. And I particularly feel like this affects women more because when men have their images leaked, But I feel like I'm the same thing, unless it's a gay man then, cause then the next set of consideration is that. Right? Because I also noticed that um, in the context of like Twitter and when we look at which porn stars are being given space and which porn stars are on um, you know, the discussion forums, they're the male ones. They're the ones who can claim their identities as porn stars, um, but not, I don't know, I, I don't know if people have recognized that we're not seeing like the women that they're in videos with, um, and I think that says something about the impact of that being in sex
2: work has because of the stigma that surrounds it and because of the discrimination that surrounds it. Yeah, and there's there but but there are also like going back to the, to what you're saying about like the class issue
1: because there's there there are a few. Um, well I wouldn't consider it sex work, but if you look at somebody like um um jenny Jenny uh, McCarthy, um who started out
2: um as a like her has been able to kind of establish
1: um a career outside of um that um, so there are certain people, based on how they look and based on how society treats them, who've been able to do these, uh, to engage in sex work. Um, well, not not the, the, the street side, our brutal sex work, um, but post nude and magazines and all kind of stuff. They have been able to make it out. But for some others, um, based on how they look and other stuff,
2: um, they haven't been able to. And there's a the next thing I was going to say, but I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, but the same Jenny Smiley as someone else.
1: No, it was about something else, but for the life of me, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, no, it's no, it's a very kind of it's a very interesting thing because I feel like we haven't recognized that, you know, even as there's this kind of explosion now of, you know, sex work through these kind of Modern forms of sex work um, that are becoming popular. I don't think people have kind of recognized that you still have to deal with a lot of stigma. and Even a lot of sex workers are porn stars. Um, they deal with a lot of like stigma and prejudice, even in the context in which. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerk off to them videos. They yeah, carry on, but then it's almost like their value is still diminished, um, even with all of that said.
1: But yeah, oh, I think I, I remember now. Um, I remember someone what posted is they talking
2: about um, um and earnings. I remember someone a YouTuber
1: posted that trying to open an account at the banks, and she told them that she assumption was in terms of what. The content of her videos uh, were but she said that they told her that she'd have to submit all her videos to them for them to review before she can open the account right so even something like that for somebody who is in the whether it's only fans um, and I'd have to, to, to speak to someone who does it to see okay when you get your money what do you provide as and want to, to to what do you provide as your source of income for the bank to be like, all right, cool, you're gainfully employed because it can't be only funds. Um, you, you can't go into a bank and be like, okay, I post content on um, only funds, and this is my earnings from because I'm sure they're giving you um, access to their services, what, whichever bank it um, is.
0: Yeah, I guess I have the bank account from before, but I also think about, so I don't know if you remember the episode when, um, cause you weren't, I don't remember you being on, no, you weren't, but I don't know if you, you recall the episode when, uh, Shade talked about the struggle, um, for that she experienced trying to just start a business, um, selling sex toys and, Mm-hmm. um that's not being mm-hmm. directly engaged in sex work in and of itself that's providing ser. that's providing services related to sex and sexuality and she t- said it was helped so right yeah banks did us just her out and they never want support the business and stuff like that so can you imagine um what it then becomes for uh the person who? what i guess if you have the bank account already you know but can you imagine, like, you apply for credit card and then somebody? <laughs> no, no, it's a serious question. They apply for credit card, they apply for different, like, even if you want, like, you expand your business and you need new accounts. Um, and then they ask for, like, you know, income, something for everything these days. Um, what does that look like for a sex worker? I mean, and what are we kind of saying to those people? Um, even as we're talking about, like, oh, getting more people banked. Um, when we're making banking for a certain group of people um, more difficult in that way. And I think that's a part of the conversation that we don't talk about. We only talk about sex workers um, in the context of HIV. And while that is important, I think um, we have to kind of recognize that aspect of it as well. And just to kind of point out for our listeners that based on all of the interventions that has happened with sex workers within the context of HIV, um, their um, prevalence rate has been significantly reduced to almost near to where um, GenPOP prevalence rates are. And so I think at this stage, even though there's still some, you know, you know, you have to still make sure that the services are being provided and that sex workers are being taken care of and have access to services, I think there's a clear need to look beyond them as vectors and I think that's a part of the difficulty when you kind of see a community of people yeah. as vectors you don't you miss out on all opportunities to engage holistically um, with their lives and I think it shows
2: yeah.
0: because I, I, I mean I don't hear these kinds of conversations and maybe I'm just not in the space where these conversations are happening but I don't hear these kinds of conversations about the ability of a sex worker to traverse the plethora of spaces that they have to traverse, with um, whether it's financially, whether it's socially. I only ever hear them talk about the HIV. Yeah, you're not different?
1: No, that hasn't been the case for me. And I think it, when I think so when I think last week, Friday, when I attended the the Enabling Environment and Human Rights um, launch, it was good that they spoke about the interventions in a sense being led by people most affected um, and possibly in, possibly interventions for sex workers possibly need to have more sex workers leading the discussions and I've said I've said a lot of times that we who go to the universities and have degrees in the different fields sometimes we think that we are authority on a lot of things and we know even sometimes when we are a part of that population um sometimes we're privileged so we don't we're not facing the same challenges that they're facing so sometimes it take we need to take a step back not because like you are gay necessarily means that you understand the reality of a gay man who lives um in Denham town or a gay man who lives in Auburn. no, you grew up um, in cherry Gardens or you grew up in somewhere else so it doesn't necessarily mean that you understand their reality. sometimes we um, who are coming up with these interventions possibly need to take a step back and to hear them out to share what they need, and then try to come up with them um, at 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 the table to to kind of um, fit into what they need, rather than be like, all right, cool, this is it. Um, um, sex workers are more um, at risk for HIV. Let's focus. And, and, and it's not. It, I feel like even um, the 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 LGBT community in general, like everything, we're we're so centered. Around HIV and AIDS and other STIs, like nobody looks at what other health issues affect LGBT persons. Like it's not only um, HIV, um, AIDS, and other STIs alone, like we exist outside of that. So, so what other health issues um, affect us? Cancer affects us also, diabetes affects us also, hypertension affect us also what are we going to do about those
2: exactly right um so yeah yeah
0: i it's it, it, it's definitely something that i feel like the, the con- it, even as we talk about the conversation of decriminalization i think it's it's a conversation beyond decriminalization even though I mean, there are all these other concerns about what legalizing, because then there's decriminalizing and then there's legalizing and the two are kind of slightly different. Um, And um, legalizing may suggest some, you know, other actions that may need to happen, whether it is allowing sex work contracts to be enforceable. That's maybe one part of it could be. Um, And then there was a conversation about taxing sex workers. And then some people feel Mm -hmm. that that's not a service that you tax. I mean, um, I I just say I don't I've now decided to mean I got no, no opinion on that particular conversation there. Eh? Um because I don't know if I I am well versed enough to say yes or no um to that. But I think that's also we, the conversation has to kind of go in that direction. What does it mean to kind of just recognize in the truest sense that one sex work is work and therefore there needs to be just unfavorable conditions of work. But what does it therefore mean for just unfavorable conditions of work um, in a banking system? What does it mean when we talk about access to healthcare, care, like um, pensions, those kinds of things, in, in terms of what kind of access will that sex? Because it means inner sex work, right? And, you know, maybe me young, I'm fresh, and the, the, the rich man, they might run me down. How do I start a pension fund with my sex work money? So that when you normally know, decide to mm-hmm. outright at eight days, and then also the other conversation is uh, what does support look like for sex workers in the romantic field? Because I felt like, I feel like every time I tell people that I, I had a relationship with someone who did sex work, uh, well, not everybody, but a good amount of people always are shocked. <laughs> Well, if, if me, because my view is if you literally believe the sex worker work, I never, I, I, I never had any issue with uh, his work because that didn't take away from affected um, or relationship at all, right? It had no bearing on our relationship because that was where he didn't have any kind of romantic relations with his clients. and. Um, if there was a particular client that he favoured, that was a different conversation, and it still wasn't necessarily romantic in and of itself, right? And then, of course, the, that entire conversation centres certain type of monogamy, right? But even that, what what kinds of relationships um, are sex workers engaging in in terms of in their romantic lives? Um, are they more exp- exposed to gender based violence? Are they not? Um, you know, what are those experiences that Are, are they able to control their finances um, in that way, you know? So those are the kinds of conversations I think that we have to start having. And you mentioned mental health. What is the mental health um, situation of sex workers outside of the, you know, the health burden related to HIV? Um, when you provide a service like that, including a service in a context where your body can be exploited, um, and, and people blur the lines of, this is the specific service we provide. Let us say, your body messes up and your body has something in the like, you know, body wash. That is it. And then you force me to the body wash. And then what, what kind of sexual social support do you provide to sex workers when they're sexually abused? You know, you know, those kinds of conversations, I think it's also a part of it. You know, what, yeah. where, where do we go with that? And I feel like, um, once again, Maybe the conversation is happening. Maybe uh, me just need in another room when it happened. Maybe recommendations are being made. But I feel like it it has to go beyond all right, cancel, you can't sell now, right? It has to be um, if I am serious in considering this a legitimate job, and like in every single job, exploitation can happen, and therefore I can. Find ways to address the levels of exploitation that happens and reduce that exploitation for the people who participate in it. Um, um, in, like ensuring that young, like, children, aren't engaging in sex work at all. For example,
2: uh, just like you don't know, child labour. Um, if we really, if we really accept that this is work, that
0: has all sorts of all sorts of implications for how the economy is organised and how the economy excludes um sex workers from participating it yeah,
2: at different levels. Um and then what does that mean? It's like when you are gonna have laws that say you can't live off the earnings of six work. Right? What that means from a picnic? What that mean from a sick mother? Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what that means from a sick mother. Right, um, You know, that, that's, a, that's a part of it. And then, of course, I know
0: when, when you're sitting in that school and I pay a the contribution, they're not asking away a source of funds.
2: I don't know if some schools do. I don't know i you think Uptown school do that. Mm, well, I don't know. no, because No, because my
0: mother did ask my mother a bag of question for one school where when, when my brother did start primary school. And that, I don't know if all of this very... So
2: maybe some uptown school ask me aloud. Can you imagine living a can come at school? Can a a sex worker? Are your father a sex worker? Are you a phone exactly. you kind of star? You're right, dude. Okay, but you know
1: funny enough, there's a... When I, I'm not sure I should call her name on the podcast. Um, but I think well everybody <laughs> are, most persons would know about it. Um and she has the OnlyFans page, and you are talking about um child in school. And, and a lot of persons were talking about what her child um is going through, um based on her being on um OnlyFans. I know at one point um, content from her OnlyFans people was there, um she did a, a whole write-up in the star and stuff like that. A lot of people are talking about the teasing or jeering that her child um, is possibly facing um, at school. Uh, but I also wanted to touch on the, the argument um, against um, like decriminalizing or legalizing um, sex work, uh, um, that it you now provides an avenue where more people um, will start to um, enter the profession and also about people being trafficked um, because um, they're in the profession. And a lot of persons have been saying, well, you have laws against trafficking and stuff like that. And if you're also making um, sex work safe, then the concern regarding how many people are entering the profession shouldn't necessarily or wouldn't necessarily be a concern.
0: Yeah, but I also feel like at the end of the day, if we're going to be very honest, and I'm going to choose my words carefully, it's not like sex work is a. It just there are jobs in society that people perform, but are not necessarily celebrated, right? So, for example, even though we all know that it's necessary for you to have somebody to um, take take up the garbage, for example. Um. It's not a um, garbage collection, is not a celebrated job, right? It's not something yes. that um, you say, oh gosh, when, if a business say, when I grew up, I wanna be a garbage collector, you're not gonna not cheer for joy, right? And I don't know that because of our current attitudes to sex and sexuality, that we'll ever get to a point where sex work is a celebrated job. It might be a job that we don't frown upon as much and I'm less stigmatizing attitudes towards. Mm-hmm but I don't know if it will become that job that you want your child to go after.
2: And so, I mean, we need to also recognize that even if we legalize or
0: decriminalize, that, does, that won't make people want to do a job that, gen, that um, still has all sorts of social stigma around it, all sorts of certain negative social connotations around it. Um, What you do, though, is make it safe for those persons who uh, either, for the few that will do it because they want to, but for the majority, or not going to say majority, but for the significant number of persons who are doing it because of their circumstances. Um, And I think there's a way in which when we criminalize certain activities, we end up hurting the most vulnerable set of people that we say we're concerned about in the first place, and that I'm going to say. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't know that criminalization is gonna make sex work with the each job. Right? It's it's a false narrative. It's not gonna make it be the each job. People are gonna say, all right, we can make a little change. All right, right, so going to sew my we'll so it works for me. And uh, so, but I don't know that if it, all of a sudden every girl I to, say, all right. Turn them course that they're gonna go with porn road, no one carry. And no, I don't think that's going to be it. I don't know. <laughs> right, because they're going to have all sorts of other social sanctions. Regardless, even if you put certain
2: protections in place, those social exactly. sanctions will still be in play, right? Certain people just never going to do the job. Certain people won't want to do the job.
0: That means they don't protect the job from exploitation. And I don't know that I've never, I've never seen a context in which criminalization of um, consensual activity is what protects people, right? It's usually nuanced legislation that carves out limitations, that, that, that carves out spaces, that carves out lines as say, all right, these are the extent to which we we'll allow participation. And this is the extent to which we will not allow participation in a kind of ongoing dialogue. That is what usually kind of gets into the nuances of how best do you protect the people participating in there? But blanket laws that criminalize activity, I've never seen that really work.
1: But then that's a different kind of conversation about land love. Yeah, yeah. The same thing. I share the same sentiment. i always said it. Not because um you prohibit it, that means that people will people will find it's the same thing where they grow up and they never want to watch young and the restless, they never want to watch Days of Our Lives, right? I used to still catch up. I used to still know Stefan Wado, I used to still know a broken and and region. You, you find different and it's the same thing. Oh, Brooke, who is in Poland? Um,
0: <laughs> also, they've never my to They've
2: never my to watch Poland and be the world. No! Bowling. What do you mean? No! How can I like that? Because everybody's sleep with everybody? So, me, I'm a sister. I am a step brother. We weren't, when, because I think he used to come... Is it after news
1: or before news?
0: Before news, friend. Before news.
1: Um, we weren't before news. And by, I remember my stepmother and my father, when the half got into in our room, we could not watch it. But, but still, we were up to date with what was happening because we found it in different places. So the same thing. You were trying to hide
2: from me. And i tell you, ah! you try to hide it from me, are you trying to restrict it. Don't necessarily mean that, okay,
1: my desire for watching, um, it, uh, 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 no, it means that we still want to watch it and I go watch it. Still means that if I want to engage in, I go find a way to engage it. It doesn't stop, it doesn't, does not stop it.
0: I mean, I guess when, I mean, people will say, People respond to that and say, well, that's the same thing with any criminal activity. People are always engaged in that. I mean, criminalized, but I feel like it's kind of different because when we talk about activities that are not inherently harmful to people, and even, I mean, we can make the argument that sex work is inherently harmful, um, I think giving people the tools to safely navigate it is probably the best option that we can have, and we reproduce more harm by shutting them out of formal systems. But yeah, yeah but I don't want to go by the road. Back, yeah. but, <laughs> so, for me, I mean my blood, I'm calm when we look at chicken, my, my teeth, pizza fries, and leg up on this topic. Um, I hope we get to revisit this conversation in the future with somebody who um, engages in um, sex work.
1: And and, and um, different and different type of sex work also.
0: Yeah, yeah different different type of sex work. I can feel that the, the the experience is different, um, based on levels that you engage at the type of sex work that you engage. But it is is um. Uh, also, there are certain people who don't necessarily consider themselves sex workers, but like do activities that um in some spaces are considered sex work. So, like if you work in certain clubs, I mean, yeah. But I You know, I I not try to say that. But yes, um, yeah, I think it, it, it's important because we have to get to, the, uh, to a different kind of framing around uh, people engaging in these activities. Because otherwise, I don't think we will we'll ever be able to fully support them. But yeah, you afraid. nice, nice, nice cool topic, and yeah, more, more, airboat, more irritable, more Like also like a whole person, because for me, know if you read, read it, and read this, you know, But Janet Mack used to say, what should I do? So should I put the, um, should I, should I put, like, lube into the condoms to make them come faster? Like, that was when I tricked them, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, to, I have to, oh, <laughs> no, yeah you And then, like, develop this system so you know, like, which person you know, forgot to, which person, um... Yo, which person is safe? Which person belongs, Is which person regular and safe? You know what? Has no problem on the street. You know, go to the mother day. Them kind of something. They right? Which big man client I can't trust? Which big man client I mm-hmm. can trust? Cause them gotta. Yeah, and I feel like getting into those nuances from a Jamaican perspective would be very interesting. I want to know how the Jamaican yeah. to look at them, navigate and deal with all of them. But I guess it's there next time, my love.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So thank you, listeners, for um, for tuning into another episode of Fish D and listening listening to me and Langville rant about all the ways in which we need to do more and have more broader conversations within the context of sex work. We hope you learned something, and we hope. Like if you know somebody who engages in sex work and is willing to talk, even anonymously feel like we, we can like change up, change up the bias. And so if I listen to them, they we need it. You know, let us know, right? And we can have that conversation with them. Any other feedback that you have for us, you can always reach out to us um, at fishd podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. You can also email your your feedback to us at um at at gmail.com. Um by the way, you know, Rona, she's still about the boat, although, you know, but if I go I will be able that for we. But, you know, get your vaccinations when you can, One next month, right. Yeah, this will get my second dose. And you say, eh,
2: eh, so
0: all, all I can be with masks ask for that, I know. Sure. But yeah, get vaccinated, you know, and up, mask up push out this time hand. Washington and you know what my always say wipe your thumb before you put it on the am and it's public and you trust these niggas uh, and as I always say stay sophisticated
2: bye bye